When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Bookmarked, the Young Adult Book Podcast brought to you by Bookstack.com. This is episode 23, and episode 23 is super late. Um, we actually recorded this last November. It's only coming out now because things just got really hectic around the holiday season. But there's a lot of good conversation in this episode. Even though we recorded it like almost four months ago, we talk about the state of YA movie adaptations in general. Um, including the Red Queen movie and kind of what the deal is with that, because we haven't actually heard anything in a long time. Um, we also talk about some of the developments in the Harry Potter franchise, not just the Fantastic Beast film, but also the Harry Potter mobile games that are coming out. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, even though we recorded it a few months ago. And also just wanted to give you a heads up that we do have a second episode coming out this week. That will be just in a couple of days. That's going to be our Maze Runner The Death Cure movie review. It's already been recorded, so it's in the pipeline. You can expect that in your feeds in just a couple of days. Um, but until then, we're going to go ahead and press play. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for being with us here today. Um, it's been a while, <laughs> but we have a massive panel of uh, bookstack writers uh, to talk about. Man, I'm just failing this today. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time, obviously. <laughs> we have Out a of practice. Right. <laughs> we have a massive panel of bookstack writers to talk about a lot of different news topics. And this episode is going to be kind of a catch up episode. Um, we're going to talk about Death Cure. We're going to talk about a little bit about Cursed Child and Fantastic Beasts. A lot of Harry Potter news, actually, in the last couple of months. Um, so, yeah, let's just go ahead and get started. And we're going to introduce everybody who's here. We're going to start with Addie. Hey, guys. Um, then we have Christy. Hey, guys. Mary. Hello. Michael. Hi. And then I'm Saul. I always forget to introduce myself. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then new on the show, we have Brittany. Hi. Um, I'm really new. I've never done a podcast before, so I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I hope I don't ramble because I tend to talk a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm 25. I was a English literature major, so books are kind of my life in general. We can respect that here. So, <laughs> yeah, you have been with us. You joined the team just this last summer, I believe. Yeah, I think like May or something like that. Yeah. So, and you've been a lot of fun to have. So, we're really happy to have you here today. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and jump in with the Death Cure, which, uh, yeah, this is kind of like old news. The, the movie trailer came out a few months ago, but since we cover Maze Runner so much on the show and I think a lot of us are fans. We're going to go ahead and talk about that trailer. And I guess for me, my first thought was, this is nothing like the book, which I guess shouldn't be surprising after Scorch Trials. I don't know. What did you guys think about, about this trailer? 
Yeah. I felt like it didn't really show us anything new to me. Like, I mean, there's like a little bit of new parts, but it's like all stuff we really knew. But yeah, it just looks completely different. Mm -hmm. We had Tammy one show up at the end. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what else to call her. I don't know what her name is in the Maze Runner. (laughs) The actress who plays the head of Wicked in Maze Runner is the same actress who plays Tammy, <laughs> one of the Tammies in the show Parks and Recreation. That's where even... I've seen her! Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah. And she's evil there too. So. I know, wait, I was just like, I've seen her before, where have I seen her? <laughs> See, on, on one hand, I think a lot of fans are going to be disappointed by the fact that it's so different, and I'm just kind of based that, based that off of the reactions that we saw we, we published an article showing all the differences between the Scorch Trial movie and book. And a lot of the fans that were commenting on that seemed pretty angry about it. Um, but then at the same time, I didn't like Death Cure that much. <laughs> if no, I'm being me honest. Yeah, me either. Well, I was just going to say, I don't, I didn't, I wasn't really a fan of any of them. I know that probably sounds horrible, but I liked them as books, I guess, but it wasn't like, Oh my God, I can't wait to read the next one. And, I I read all three of them just because I can't not read the entire series, but I liked the movies as movies, but not as adaptations, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. They're great movies, but they have, like, no similarities of the books, I feel like. But I also think that book series is a little bit hard to, like, adapt into a... um into a like movie series just because there were so many um different differences in it like even in the first movie it was just like so many i found it really hard to like how do i say this i found it a really hard adaptation to make (laughs) yeah yeah i feel the same and I guess one of the things I wanted to talk about as well was just like the state of movie adaptations or book to film adaptations. Um, Because there really haven't been any this last year. Am I forgetting one? Wonder comes out. Wonder comes out. Wonder comes out. What was the other one you were saying, Mary? Uh, Before I Fall and Everything Everything came out in the spring. That's right. Uh, Yeah. But see, those are like really quiet releases. There hasn't been like a blockbuster. I think the most mm-hmm. recent one was Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Did that come out this year? I think that was a year that, ago. That was last year. Yeah. I think the biggest one. Year. I think the biggest one in the last year is Fantastic Beasts. Uh, yeah, if we consider yeah. that an adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just kind of sad because I feel like these movie premieres and the hype have been kind of like part of the experience for book. I don't know, at least for YA books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just very lacking right now. I feel like at the beginning it was kind of like, oh, YA is such like a huge like part of the of the book community now. And it still is, but like everybody wanted to do a YA adaptation and then the hype kind of died down somewhat after Hunger Games or something Allegiant and flat. <laughs> What? Allegiant. <laughs> I, I think that's where it all went downhill. 
I yeah. think it went down. I mean, I we I, we've said this before in case yeah. Veronica Ralph ever step like manages like staggers upon the podcast. We love her <laughs> book, so we love her, but after diversion, it all went downhill. <laughs> but honestly, I think that's what it was. Like <laughs> Yes. Diversion yeah. was good, but then that stupid box came in and it started. <laughs> Oh, yes, box. we'll blame it all on the box. <laughs> it's all on the box. It's all on the box. <laughs> yeah, I, that franchise kind of tanked, and now it's actually, I feel like it might have put other potential franchises in question. That's just kind of my thought. I don't have, like, evidence for that, but, like, I look at the Red Queen movie, for example, and we haven't heard any updates on that in over a year like yeah nothing at all and i i also wonder if it's just red queen itself because one of the things i noticed that surprised me actually again when i was looking at the new york times bestseller list i didn't see king's cage on that list at all not once um not really i, I never noticed i'm surprised by that yeah. so like i i don't think i missed any books i'm gonna go back and check but yeah, I wrote down like every single YA book that appeared on the young adult hardcover New York Times bestseller list. And yeah, I'm pretty sure King's Cage never came up once. So that's like, <laughs> what the heck? Well, I mean, yeah. everybody, ex- that's, that was one of the most biggest books of this year, I think, or mm-hmm. it was expected to be at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't show up. So I don't know. And then I just kind of like wonder, well, well then what's the next big movie franchise that's supposed to come out? And there's really nothing. Red Queen was what was kind yeah. of expected to be the next thing. So yeah. I don't know if any of you have thoughts on that. But. I mean, from I've seen, because um, I know uh, Victoria Aveyard is very big on social media. I mean, like, especially on Tumblr when it comes to, uh, to answering her, uh, her ask box about um, her books. I mean, she gets a load of crap from fans all the time, which she takes very, you know, she answers very, you know, eloquently. And way more politely than any, I would, I, any, like, very politely. And um, a lot of um, feedbacks ha- or questions are like, you know, why is this happening? It's very, like, um, they're in disagreement of what she's written in the books. I mean, I still haven't read the books. But they're in, like, they disagree a lot with what she's written. And they, and a lot of people were um, actually insinuating or commenting if she was politicizing her books because of what's been happening in the U.S., even though she's tried to explain several things, you know, like it, this is, you know, the politics are irrelevant at this point in my books. They have nothing to do with them, but people still keep politicizing it. And I feel like that might've also had an effect here in the U S on her book. Cause I've, I've seen a lot of, like I said, I've seen a lot of her um, replies and like um, her messages on Tumblr. And a lot, it seems like a lot of international fans enjoyed the book more than American fans did. Um, I don't know. I haven't, been keeping track. Did anybody here read King's Cage? No, I still no, haven't. I read still have yeah. I'm the only one then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I read it. Uh yeah. I don't know. It was just kind of it's just interesting. And that ha- that fran- that book series has been for the last ye- couple years, few years, however long it's been out now, it has been sort of like heralded as the poster YA book franchise like this is the one that's supposed to be like the next hunger games or whatever and yet 
it looks like it's not <laughs> quite reaching that level, which kind of makes me sad because I really want like another Hunger Games or something. And but that's also. Oh it, yeah, Brittany, go ahead. Sorry. I think that's also it. Is that um, when it comes to movies, I think the franchises are bigger with book series. So like you look at um, like Everything Everything or any of those other like standalone novels made into movies, I don't think there's a big enough hype around it because they don't have something to follow later. They don't have something to look forward to later. Um, But if you also look like a lot of authors came out with their first books in a series this year too. So like Carve the Mark by Veronica Roth is her first book in the series. War Cross by Mary Lou is the first book in the series. So maybe when these series are done, then we'll have another series to um, film adaptation that will bring up the hype again, you know? Also, I think, like, 2017 for, like, for for movie studios has been the year of the reboots. Yeah. It's a horrible idea, in my yeah. opinion. It's just, stop. But I think that also has made, like, you know, like, played a major part in the fact that, you know, maybe studios aren't really interested right now in, you know, adapting YA books into movies, especially what happened last year with the whole Allegiant crisis disaster thing <laughs> so um i feel like they're like okay let's just hop on the bandwagon with the reboots and even that's been going downhill too so and and I the, think- only, the only really upcoming upcoming adaptation i can think of is the darkest mind which oh that's right oh, yeah. finished filming and that's i'm so worried <laughs> and simon <laughs> versus the homo sapiens yeah, yeah that wow. one too. and i think the hate you give is also yes. Attached to a film. Okay, no, I'm no, remember all. <laughs> but like, it's like what Brittany was saying, though. Those are all well, except for Darkest Minds, although the production for that has been very slow, I think. Um, but it's like Brittany was saying; those are all standalones. They're not like series, so they can't really kick off this huge franchise, you know. Yeah. So well, I mean, the Fifth Wave was um, has you know follow up books, and that was just. Might, have, well, might as well just been a standalone. They wanted it to. They, I, I'm pretty sure they wanted there to be more films, but that yeah. movie wasn't that good, and it didn't perform that well in box off in the box. I actually off. liked it more than the book because I didn't particularly like the book. Okay. <laughs> That's a like very unpopular um, opinion, but <laughs> I mean, I never, I didn't read the books, but as a movie, I thought it was like a good movie. And the the place where like the ending, the way it was placed, it was good. Like leaving it slightly ambiguous to you know a follow up. But you know that that's just my opinion as somebody who's not read the book. I think the like, book is just so much darker that it probably shouldn't be a YA book, even though it has a whole bunch of teens. But I think the books are just darker, and they can't really make a young adult movie not rated R. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of, I look at like the state of adaptations right now. And I guess I just kind of wonder if it's multiple things, if it's the failure of Divergent to maybe excite people in the industry about other YA book franchises. And then also the fact that there really isn't a book, a YA book franchise that stands out right now. Like I said, Red Queen was kind of supposed to be the one and I was really surprised to see that it wasn't on the New York Times bestseller list. Like I said, I got to go back and confirm that, but I don't think I missed any 
books. So if that's true, that's kind of telling. On the other hand, there's the Cursed Child play. That was, that was a fiasco in itself. Like, jeez. Well, not talking about the plot. Um, no, the, no, that, well, I, I, that was talking about trying no. to buy tickets because that's yes. what I was going to talk about. Yeah, I mean, the plot thing, some people do agree it was a, a horrible thing. I mean, each to their own on that one. Like, we did a podcast about that. We did. Yes, we, did. we did. So you can listen to that if you missed it. But they're talking about the play and trying to get tickets to the Broadway show, which that was a horrible fiasco on its, in its own, too. Because it's coming to New York City. It'll be in next. New York City next year, yeah. this upcoming year. Um, and yeah, a few of us here tried to, I know I tried to get <laughs> tickets. Abby. I didn't even, I didn't even get that far. I signed cause I, cause I, for, I get, I have the Ticketmaster verified thing. Cause I have like a good bunch of concerts and I have that. So I know how it works. And so I sat for like a good half hour reading the rules of the Chris Child play thing, Ticketmaster <laughs> verified email sign up thing. And I'm like, okay, this works. And I signed up, right? And then, you know, the day comes. They're like, oh, you have, uh, thank you for for purchasing, for attempting to purchase tickets or your purchase, like you're on standby. I was like, I didn't even get a code to like, you know, even try to buy tickets. I just got an email. So what's this thank you for? No, it was insane. Brittany, I think you tried to get some too, right? Yeah. So, and I didn't think I was going to get an access code because I didn't sign up for Ticketmaster until like probably two weeks before they were going to come out, maybe like a week before. And I tried and I'm sorry, there's no way I was going to spend $800 to go see. It was 800 Well, it was like $400 for each part. And I can't see one without the other. Yeah. And so, and I don't live in New York City. So I'm like, I'm not going to pay $800 to go see a play. I'm not going to pay thousands of dollars for a round trip ticket to New York City. And then another couple hundred dollars for hotels nearby. There's no way I can afford that. Yeah, when I finally got in, they were $200 per part. Uh Um, So that's crazy that it got all the way up to $800. And here's the thing. All of those tickets got sold. Yeah, It it sold out. So there were many hundreds probably of people who ended up spending like $800 or more on tickets. Uh, So I I look because I know like uh, Hamilton here is playing at the Pantages in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And so they have a lottery. And so basically sign up like every couple of days and you can get tickets for 10 bucks for 10 bucks if you get chosen and they're having the the same thing in, in new york city for the for the chris child play i was like okay so i was like i'm not gonna you know try buying like tickets from like StubHub or something it's like i'm just gonna go and wait so i'm gonna go to new york next mm-hmm. year anyway so i was like to go watch i'm like okay i'm just gonna sign up for the lottery on the days that i'm gonna go to new york if i get i get if not well my friends in new york uh, right now and she's uh and she did that she entered the lottery yeah i was like uh i'm not gonna i was like i'll just wait until they come back from australia in like 2020 because <laughs> they're going because i mean from what i mean you know they said that they're coming to new york in 2018 and then going down to australia in 2019 making it you know which makes us think you know it's a kind of like a pretty very limited short run yeah. on broadway if they're moving that quickly over to um australia mm-hmm. yeah well tickets were at least um what i saw they were going on sale all the way to like november 2018 so they're gonna be there at least for a full year um but it's 
it's already sold out so <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy i'm like i love jk rowling i absolutely do but does she really need more money than what she's already making <laughs> like help a fan out you know you don't need to charge an arm and a leg for right I'm sure part of it is just all the production costs as well. I'm sure it costs a lot yeah. of money to put those things on, even get a venue in New York City. And then, of course, they transform the venues, right? Yeah. Outside and inside. So it's just, yeah. I mean, I guess we shouldn't have been too surprised because it's Harry Potter. Yeah. That's <laughs> why I was like, oh, I, was not, I wasn't that bummed about it. I was like, well, I guess. Uh, I'll live. I just, I, I never expected to see prices go up to like $400 or $800 apparently either. Like that's that's nuts so but yeah the lottery i do have a friend who visited london and she ended up seeing cursed child twice through the lottery system oh wow <laughs> so there's hope out there for, for the rest of us <laughs> but a movie that everybody could probably see is fantastic beasts because there's no lottery to yeah. Try yeah. Yeah. i'm so telling you to play it's so, cool. far. <laughs> so far so far <laughs> Um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So since we last recorded, there's been a ton of casting news. Uh-huh. Let's just start with probably like the biggest one, which was, I hope I'm, I'm, I'm going to butcher his name. <laughs> Brontus Jodorowsky. <laughs> um, he is playing Nicholas Flamel. Uh, so that was a huge reveal for everyone. Um, and now the question is like, what is Nicholas Flamel doing in Fantastic Beasts? Yeah. Well, I think what wait, I I think saw I think this is going off of your theory of the podcast we made when Fantastic Beasts came out because we know they're going to be the the next movie is going to be uh, taking place in France. Yes, in Paris. So, I said I can't remember how how the how I can't remember how we struck how how saw they were going to start together. (laughs) My theory was so Nicholas Flamel. He you know he was a real life person. Um, he actually existed, and so did his wife, Perinelle, and they were French. And they lived in Paris. Their home, you can actually go visit their home in Paris. Uh, their graves and their tombstones are in Paris. So when I heard that Fantastic Beast was going to be in Paris, and coupled with the fact that Dumbledore was going to be in the next movies, I came to the conclusion that Nicholas Fumel might be in this film and it looks like that's what it is my theory as to how he kind of fit into everything was that you know we know he has the philosopher's stone and we know that grindelwald and dumbledore are both interested in procuring the resurrection stone so you got like these two powerful stones within harry potter lore and so i just thought maybe grindelwald is going to try to go to paris or confront nicholas Flamel, thinking that he has the resurrection stone or something and a lot of people that I've read online have kind of wondered if that's the case as well. The only thing is, like, especially now I've been thinking about it, it just seems so obvious, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I expect something a little more, I guess. So I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that or any theories of your own about how Nicholas Flamel might be tied to the, the movie. But in the first, so in Fantastic Beast, um, Newt talks about how he had encountered an Obscurus before, and then he comes in contact with um, his name Cadence, Credence, Credence, Credence. Thank you. Um, and so of course we know Credence is going to come back. So then maybe it's just 
kind of all tying them into one. Like you got to kind of follow the obscurus because Newt's already handled one. But I don't know where Flamel comes into play. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling. I just get this feeling that it's going to be through like a friendship of Dumbledore. Dumbledore is like the mutual friend here and, yeah. and everything. Yeah. And so I have a feeling it's all going to kind of come back to him. But yeah, no idea how. And there's also the question of um, his Newt's brother? brother. Yeah, he's going to be in this movie. And then um, Zoe, Zoe Kravitz's character, I can't remember her name. Oh, oh yeah. Lita yeah. Lestrange. Lita, there yeah. you go. Yes. And then uh, the, we, I remember we having that conversation about, I think, the circus? That was yeah, awesome. there's going to be a circus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how are they going to fit all this? <laughs> like... That's what we were wondering in that podcast. We were like, wait. The more we talk about this, the more crazy it actually sounds. <laughs> the, the less sense it makes. Well, imagine five movies of this. Like, yeah, I, I don't understand five movies, but okay. Yeah. So, and then the other, also the other casting news was Jessica Williams. So she's from The Daily Show. I don't really know who she is, but apparently she got the job by being friends with J.K. Rowling or something. Which... Okay. <laughs> that must be nice. Apparently, like, they started tweeting each other about The Sims. I read this in an article the somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they both like The Sims. And so uh, they became, like, friends on Twitter. And now Jessica Williams is going to be in the movie. So I, The Sims 4 was on sale the other day, and I purchased it. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case. But, I mean, how crazy would that be? Just to, like, you know, like, you become friends with J.K. Rowling, but like, hey, uh, by the way, can I be in your movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, I also feel like, um, remember when Johnny Depp was linked to oh, the yeah. first film? Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, that was kind of a huge deal, at least from the people that I talked to. But he, mm-hmm. his role was, like, so small. Like, his actual appearance was so small. Mm-hmm. And so I am almost scared that we have this whole list of names and characters. Then it's, like, we're going to see them for two minutes. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, they might yeah. just be background characters who have little to no dialogue mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. Or you also know, like, J.K. Rowling connects everything from the first film all the way out to like the fifth film you never know they might just make a quick appearance and then have their entire story be in the fifth film or whatever yeah that's a really good point yeah Yeah, i was gonna say something like are we sure it's like all their certs are gonna be in the like second film and not just like maybe the third or the fourth or something like that yeah basically all that to say we don't know what's happening (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what it comes down to a lot on this podcast. Right. <laughs> we just ask questions and <laughs> we just ask them. That's it. Um, yeah. Uh, another question for you, also Harry Potter related. This one just came out this week. This news: Harry Potter, Pokemon Go type of game. Um, Niantic is creating a Harry Potter game. Uh, yeah, what are your guys' thoughts about this? Because we talked a little bit about this in the, in the chat, but for me, I'm kind of a little nervous because Pokemon Go is kind of a letdown for me. I'm a big <laughs> Pokemon fan. Like, mm-hmm. I was since I was a little kid, and I still buy the games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. What, yeah, what are your thoughts, Addie? I guess... I said, why? <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> 
That's all I was like. I mean, I mean, it worries me a bit because you know it sounds like a cool concept, but I mean, Pokemon Go, you could, you could, it's kind of like a solo kind. Of, you can do it on your own or you can do it with friends. But like with Harry Potter, you kind of look stupid waving your phone around trying to like duel. Imagine like. What are you gonna like? What are you gonna do? And then I mean, I don't know if anybody else remembers like all those like com- like complications that came along with Pokemon Go. Like you couldn't go to certain places. Oh yeah. Because you know, like Amber at the Getty Museum, they actually like, I looked on their website. I was like, I wanted to go, and it said you know like oh and, and yes we do have certain Pokemon Go designated uh, spots. Follow the signs. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Um. I mean, I remember there was one guy that put like a restraining order around his house because people just kept going. Like, into it was his like house. a Pokemon gym or something. Yeah. I mean, and then you know, it was so hyped up, and then like three months after it came out, it was dead. Like nobody heard about it anymore. Like I fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think it's still pretty popular, but it's not like to the same degree as it was those first few yeah. weeks after it came out. And I'm like, see, I. I don't want to like bash on Pokemon Go. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, and like, it was fun being here on like on a college campus, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody was playing it. Like it was, it was a lot of fun. But once like the initial fascination died down, I started looking at it more and I was like, I want to build my Pokemon team that I can train and everything <laughs> like you were able to do in the games. And I was like, I'm, I was kind of really sad about that, and oh, like as the last few months have gone by, I, like I look at it and I'm just kind of like, it could have been so much better. And <laughs> I guess I just kind of worry, like I look at Harry Potter, a Harry Potter Pokemon Go type of game, Harry Potter Go. Wait, there's actually a name for it. We don't need to call it that. Wizards yeah, Unite. It's Wizards the, Unite. Yeah, the Wizards Unite. Yeah. So I look at that and I'm like, is it going to be an abridged Harry Potter experience? Like I don't know. Like. I was talking or, to somebody who kind of like had a suggestion. Like, it'd be cool if you could link it to your like, Pottermore account. Oh, yeah. So, like, you've got like a pre established house that you're in and like your mm-hmm. wand and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a, I mean, I know uh, you linked on the, on the, I know I saw you added a link on the Google Doc. Uh, the port key games, it's something, it's something similar to the, other one we're talking about because it's like a mobile you're right well port key games is a new this was also news that came out with this wizards unite news um port key games is a new gaming company established by warner brothers or jk rowling's team basically they're going to be creating a bunch of harry potter video games (laughs) um in the future and some of them it sounds like are mobile apps like this wizards unite and others are console games that are like on your PlayStation or Xbox or something like that. So there are actually going to be a lot of Harry Potter games coming, apparently. Well, I just hope, I mean, I don't know if anybody remembers the the first Harry Potter video games. Yes! Or the computer games! Yes! Flipendo! Yes! <laughs> Did anybody play the computer version, like the PC version of the I game? I have that, yeah. Of the fourth one I have but like the PlayStation Sorcerer's Stone one was just terrible <laughs> it was fun but it was hard 
Yeah, and then like the graphics were kind of like I mean, if you look at back, if you look back at it now, they're just like we're like, what did we find so compelling about these things? Like they're so horrible. It was looking for the birdie blots beans everywhere. Birdie blots, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and they like the sickles on the galleons and the knuts. Right. Yes. Just then, slowly, uh, slowly trying to trace the the spells with your mouse. Unlike Windows 98 or something. Yes. Like, really <laughs> I was super late to the Harry Potter game, so I have no idea what any of this is. <laughs> Perfectly fine. Perfectly We're like uh, trying to find, uh, collect the chocolate cards, the chocolate frog right. cards. But I did want to get back to Wizards Unite because Mary, I, if I remember correctly, you said you were excited for this. Yeah. Like, I'm basically excited for anything Harry Potter, so I was just like, <laughs> yay, more video games, yay! But um, it, I, I might try it out and see how it, like, goes. And I know there was some talk, like, when Pokemon Go first came out, like, yeah, there might be a Harry Potter one, which got everybody excited. So, like, now that it's kind of coming out, I'm just like, okay. Download it, midnight, the day it comes out. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to bash it. I mean, I'll probably sign up for the beta version of it before the official version comes out. But, I don't know, it's, it's an interesting concept, and I feel like they have to, like, tread carefully upon it. I'm wondering, what do you guys want to see in a Harry Potter game? Like, are there certain elements? Like, I know Addie was talking about waving her phone around like a wand. Which... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is there like something you guys would really want in these games? Not maybe not even just Wizards Unite, but any do you have like a Harry Potter video game wish list or is that not even important to you guys? I don't know. I think some of us here might not like video games. I don't I know. I think I mean I think they tr- they tried with the video games and weren't very successful with them. Yeah. I think that's the one thing that Harry Potter did not you know manage to, you know, uh con- conquer the video game world. Yeah, I was actually surprised that Pottermore wasn't like an app. So they made this huge deal that you can go to school and you can mm-hmm. take your classes and your spells and all that stuff and you get your Patronus. And so I would like to see that almost like a game, like not necessarily I have to go through seven years of Hogwarts, but, <laughs> um, but you know, like find my Patronus or have to make spells almost like you would when the original Pottermore came out. I feel like Pottermore became more of it, it, it. I think it was originally meant to do that, but then like kind of like drifted into becoming like an online encyclopedia of the Harry yeah. Potter world. Yeah, I like the and, like news more. I guess one of the things I really want, because like I think a lot of Harry Potter fans are craving that experience, right? Of like actually being in Hogwarts or something. Mm-hmm. I I really want like an MMORPG Harry Potter game, which you know is like oh, one of those. Yeah. Massive multiplayer role-playing games. Is that what that stands for? Yeah. Yeah. That's such a mouthful. That's why we say (laughs) MMORPG. I'd love one of those. Like, that would be a lot of fun. Well, potentially, it would be a lot of fun if it was executed correctly. Um, Yeah. Could you imagine, like, creating an avatar that looks like you? And then, like, on the app, you have that, and you can fit into, like, your robes for your house. And then, like, I could interact with any of you people just because yeah. I found you on there. That'd be legit. It'd be kind of fun. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can kill your enemies using Avada Kedavra. <laughs> right? <laughs> secret. Somebody secret has to say it, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
There's always a bad one in the bunch. <laughs> Didn't know Saul had a dark side. Sorry. <laughs> I when I first signed on to Pottermore, I think I was sorted into um, uh, Hufflepuff, maybe. But then I took it again years later, and I was sorted into Slytherin. <laughs> I was like, something's wrong with this picture. <laughs> what did you do? Which one? What What do you consider yourself? Um, now at my age, I'm probably a Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> I guess looking forward, I what I expect out of this port key games thing is like a lot of little apps, like gaming apps, like Angry Birds or something. I don't know what it would be. Angry Hagrid. Hagrid's trying to get them back or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm expecting games like that where, you know, like little small phone games. Um, but then potentially, I guess what's really exciting is they're talking about console games, which normally console mm-hmm. games are like the big type of titles and stuff, like yeah. like Legend of Zelda, which I bought the other day and I'm obsessed with now. Um, <laughs> and things like that. Like for me, that's what makes mm-hmm. it exciting. And I'm willing to give like Wizards Unite a shot. I hope it's I hope it's good. So to close the show, we kind of want to go over just a few news items. I'm not going to talk too much about them, but just like things that you might want to be aware of if you weren't already aware of. The first is Red Queen News. Um, the last book will be called War Storm, and it's going to be released in May. So potentially one of the biggest books next year. Uh, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> I, no one here actually read King's Cage. I mean, I read it, but like, I think that's kind of telling too. I don't know. Has anybody, has everyone here at least read Red Queen, the first no. one? Addie hasn't, and Mary hasn't. I, I, I haven't. Oh, Brittany hasn't. Okay. Oh, well, gosh. I've <laughs> 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 read it. All right. Okay. Christy has, yeah. Yeah, I've read that and the second one. What's the second Last one? Last Sword. Then? Yes, that one, which yeah. I didn't really like. And I think that's what made people want to stop, you know? I agree. I did not like Glass Sword myself. Um, yeah. And Michael? What, no. I've read you? the first one. I've read the first okay. one. I bought the second one, but I never got around to reading it. Yeah. I have two copies of King's Cage, so I mean, I, I, I tried to do my part. How <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have two copies? Because uh, I bought, uh, she was here in Salt Lake, and I bought, she was signing them. I bought two copies, one for myself, and then I bought one to give away on the site eventually, someday. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sack of books from Y'all West and signed copies. I have Carve the Mark signed, King's Cage, Ember in the Ashes. I did try to get, we did try to give away Ember in the Ashes, but the um, the person who won never responded. And then the runner-up never responded either. So I just have oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I was thinking we could use it uh, in another giveaway, potentially, somehow or something. We'll see. Um, if she comes by again, I'll try to get in touch with her, because that was the time I interviewed her. Anyway, the point is I have all these books to give away. <laughs> <laughs> and I tried to do my part with King's Cage, so... <laughs> um, I guess it didn't work in the end. A book that got released that is really big, though, and has been on the New York Times bestseller list is John Green's Turtle All the Way Down. Um, Turtles All the Way Down. Sorry. Did anyone pick that one up? Yeah, I read it. No. Oh, did you like it? 
yeah, I loved it. I mean, I think it's arguably his best book. Um, there's a lot more kind of, well, I felt like it was a lot more real than the other ones. It's kind of, I know it's based a lot on his own, like, real life. So uh, the mental health issues and stuff discussed in it. So, yeah, I really just, I really enjoyed it. Well, I want to pick that one up. I'm also super behind. I've been reading the second Game of Thrones book for three years. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Okay, well, thank you, everybody, for being here with us today. Um, If you want to give us feedback, if you have, like, insider information about the Red Queen movie, um, <laughs> well, also, wait. I mean, wasn't Elizabeth Banks uh, signed on to be the producer for that movie? The director, yeah, yeah. The director. Uh, yeah. that would be yeah. great. Yeah. Well, I love her. Yeah. I mean, but aren't these like? I mean, I'm not a fan of the Pitch Perfect movies. I think they're overhyped. But isn't she in those movies and like producing those yeah. movies as well? Aren't yeah. they gonna make she, like three more sequels also, or something? She also just signed on to like produce like a TV show, I think, for Marvel. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it might, have been fun. it might be DC actually. And she's doing all sorts of things, and none of them are Red Queen. It kind of sounds like. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it's just a theory. Maybe she's waiting for the whole, you know, hype to die die down about you know YA book mm-hmm. movie adaptations, and then go bam, and maybe. there's there's a new one. And you know, mm-hmm. after after a horrible year of reboots, <laughs> and horrible like horrible box office numbers this this uh, this year, for the most part, maybe she's just waiting, biding her time. Maybe she is. So if you know anything about that, listener, or if you are Elizabeth (laughs) and you're listening, please go to our website, bookmarkedshow.com. That's bookmarked with an E-D. It's spelled like this podcast. Uh, We have a contact page. You can give us feedback, um, anything you want to say, hopefully something nice and not creepy. There's also a dance party on the website if you want to check that out. Um, you can follow Bookstacked on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Yes, that is; those are the only places we are. <laughs> you can follow us on there. And also, if you enjoyed the show or you just have any feedback for us at all, we'd really appreciate your review on Apple Podcasts. Because when you do that, that helps other people find us. And that makes us feel better about ourselves, usually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yes, so thank you for being here with us today. Um, Until next time, then. Bye. 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 I am, like, legitimately, like, wondering about this Red Queen movie, though. <laughs> you sound so desperate. You're like, if anybody has any information... <laughs> There's a reward. Like, please help me. It Do you want a coffee makes... of an ember in the ashes? <laughs> <laughs>